Welcome to This Week in California Education, brought to you by EdSource Radio. I'm Lewis Friedberg. And I'm John Fensterwald. Well, this was a big week on multiple fronts. I think most of us are just kind of reeling from the events of the past week. The long-awaited decision on public employee unions came out, the Janus versus the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees decision was issued. I think as far as most people who don't track education issues closely, overshadowed by the resignation of Justice Anthony Kennedy. Yeah, that was a real surprise for a lot of folks, a big shock. But we thought we would uh, spend this podcast looking at the Janus decision, Janus versus AFSCME, as it is known. John, just give us a very quick review. Who is Mark Janus? Yeah, Mark Janus was a social worker from the state of Illinois, and he was not a member of the union. And he was worked for the state of Illinois as a public employee. That's right. And as a public employee in Illinois and California and 20 other states, he was required, though not a member of the union, to pay fees to the union, the, his portion of the costs of representation, of getting the contract and representing him. And he sued, saying, this is a violation of my First Amendment right. And so the court, you know, it's not surprising. Everyone has expected this decision. It was five to four. It overturned a 40-year-old Supreme Court decision that, in fact, said, no, these fees are mandatory. That's sort of, uh, it keeps labor peace. And also, because you're not a union member, you don't have to pay union dues. You're just paying the, you know, the costs of representation. That's fine. And California has the largest public employee unions in the country, largest state, so you kind of expect that. But uh, in addition to that, it has the largest teachers union in the country, the California Teachers Association with uh, over 300,000 members. And so there's a lot of speculation as to what impact this will have on the teachers union and by extension the state in terms of bargaining abilities and uh, whether lots of teachers are going to be withdrawing their memberships. Right. Well, keep in mind that the direct impact of his decision is on about the 9% of teachers who are not members of the union who are paying these called agency fees or fair share fees. They no longer have to pay anything as of the court decision. Nonetheless, there's a lot of concern that perhaps many dues-paying members will also now opt out and say, I'm not going to be a member of the union. And that's what the CTA and other unions are worried about. Well, we did get uh, Eric Hines on the line. He was at a national convention in Minneapolis, thousands of teachers and union representatives meeting there. And uh, we asked Eric about what impact this ruling will have on his union. I think that it's a, a very sad day. Uh, I think the uh, one of the best quotes I heard is that the Supreme Court yesterday has weaponized the First Amendment and used it to attack uh, not just uh, CTA, but all working families and Americans. And uh, it's uh, really sad that they're becoming part of the machine, it seems like, that have been attacking unions for a long time. I'm very sad for that and the implications moving forward. Of course, uh, you know, we will uh, and have uh, started to comply with the, with the ruling and have stopped collecting fair share fees uh, in the state, but uh, we're going to continue to do what we do best, and that's uh, helping to improve education for California students and uh, from preschool through graduate school, and that's about 9 million students altogether. And so uh, 
Uh, we're going to continue to do that regardless of these attacks. But does that mean that you would stop collecting these dues? I mean, immediately. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The the uh, well, the fair share fees, right? Yeah, we 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 uh, have asked to stop collect them right away because that's what the ruling was. Okay, so this will have an immediate impact then on you guys. Uh, well, I mean, yes, absolutely. Of course, it of course it will, and it, it will have an impact. Uh, it'll have a growing impact, of course, on all workers. Uh, you know, as these these attacks continue, it's not the only attack we've had. I mean, CTA has been a target, and unions have certainly been a target in the United States from these corporate billionaires for a long time. And we've seen what happens when they succeed. You know, just look at Michigan and look at, at Wisconsin and how. Uh, uh, decimated and, and into chaos, the systems have been thrown, and the effect that that has on on uh, education and uh, in the you know for for our students. And we have very many students here who really need the stability and the support that Abud has given this system, and they need the kind of um, uh, of um, focus that we can that we can give them to help improve their education, so that they can all succeed regardless of which zip code they live in. So what is the CTA going to be doing affirmatively to minimize the impact on your revenues, on membership, and so on? Well, we're going to continue to talk with our members. I mean, like, you know, this is ultimately, it's a values conversation and about our relationships uh, as educators together uh, and our support for public education in California. And that's the conversation we have with our members. And when you talk about that and our values and support for that, which our members support, uh, they really... Um, support coming together collectively because that's our power and it's our really only our only voice i mean if you think about it we give people that have the right to be heard we give them the ability to be heard and that ability comes through our collective uh, voice together it gives us a, a strong voice to and one of the only um, balances to the corporate elite that have just like taken over this country. And so we need unions. America needs unions more than ever. That was Eric Hines, president of the California Teachers Association. I also talked with Ken Jacobs, who is chair of the UC Berkeley Labor Center, which is quite close to the labor movement. And I asked him for his thoughts on the Janus ruling this week. Well, overall, it's important to start with the California's teachers unions play an important political role in this state. They are very engaged in politics, in electing education-friendly members of the legislature, and in passing laws that support public education. During the Great Recession, we saw a, a big threat in terms of a massive cuts to our public education system. The unions stepped up with Proposition 30, a tax on millionaires uh, that was passed by the voters and saved our public education system. So the stakes are very high here. In terms of what will happen, uh, overall, we'd expect some decline in membership. I think where locals are weak, that could be, that could be greater. But overall, it, it's possible it could go the other way. 
What we're seeing right now from unions in, in preparing to respond to Janus, as they've known this is coming down the, the pike, they've put a big effort into signing up members and have had lots of success in that direction. Are you suggesting that, wait, they, they could actually increase the membership? Well, um, what, what we've seen in the one of the home care workers in the state was after Harris v. Quinn came down, which had the, the same conditions, the union really turned heavily in terms of to internally organize their their members, to put greater emphasis into recruiting uh, members into the union and to really engage and activate them uh, so they feel real ownership of the union. And the United Domestic Workers actually grew uh, since uh, that ruling. So in terms of the teachers' unions, we can expect the same kind of activity. And we know uh, from recent events, say, uh, you know, in, in Chicago, where the Chicago Teachers Union, by bargaining for the common good and really both engaging community and engaging their members, has had lots of success, or from the walkouts we've seen in uh, many of the red states. Teachers unions do well when they engage their members and when they engage the community, and I think we'll see a, a big push in that direction. So while we may see they may have somewhat less money, and we could see somewhat less participation or ability to participate to the degree they have in politics uh, directly financially, we could see a big upside on the other end in terms of an activated membership. I just have to just push you on that a little bit. I mean, teachers are generally underpaid, particularly beginning teachers. And isn't it just human nature that if you don't have to pay a fee, you're going to like, oh, I might support the unions, but hey, <laughs> I'm having trouble making ends meet. We know that. I mean, uh, many teachers, many parts of the state can't even afford to to rent or buy buy houses in the places where they're teaching. The free rider problem is a, is a real problem. The, the free rider problem, that is, people decide, hey, uh, I, I can choose not to pay. Somebody else will. The challenge here is getting teachers engaged because to the degree that teachers understand and can see what a big role the union has played in winning the kinds of uh, the, the pay raises that teachers have won recently in, in many parts of the state, uh, in terms of the, the benefits that maintaining their pensions, it should be clear to all, to all teachers in California just how important the unions have been for them. And so to the degree the unions are able to, and, and when I say unions, it's, it's the teachers themselves talking to their coworkers, engaging them, letting them know why they've joined and why it's important that their coworkers join is what's going to make the difference. And to the degree that there's an activated and mobilized membership, the union could come out stronger. It's going to be a fight. I just wanted to ask you about the counter-reaction or, or the organizing efforts that the people who are supporting this lawsuit, the Freedom Foundation, supported by the Koch brothers, are initiating in uh, in California to try to make sure that uh, union members know that they can opt out of paying these fees. This is trench warfare. So the, the Koch brothers have funded the Freedom Foundation, and the Freedom Foundation is going after contacting, canvassing teachers, other public sector workers, and urging them to withdraw from the union. And Last month, they emailed 76,000 teachers in Los Angeles and San Diego, asking them to withdraw from their union. Apparently, thus far, 160 of those filled out the forms, so they haven't had a great success to date. But this isn't just a question of the unions being in contact with their members and urging them to join. They're doing that in a context where the Freedom Foundation are actively trying to convince people to drop the union. 
the main slogan they're using is give yourself a raise, right? And so if unions are not very engaged in, with their membership and having those direct one-on-one -on -one conversations at the workplace with uh, teachers talking to teachers, they could see an erosion of membership. But what we're seeing right now is a really a very strong effort on the part of the unions to be to be fully engaged at the workplace. That was Ken Jacobs, who is chair of the UC Berkeley Labor Center. Yeah, we also had a chance to talk with Terry Moe, who is a professor of political science at Stanford and a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, who had a different take entirely. Thanks for joining with us, Terry. Yeah, happy to be with you. So, Terry, you've written for years that public employee unions, particularly in California, are too powerful and have too much influence. I'm assuming you're, you're a happy man today after Janice. I think, uh, much as I disagree with many things that the Supreme Court does, uh, that this was uh, the right decision to make. And I think it will um, uh, long-term be a, a good thing for the public schools. Why is that? Well, because I think uh, teachers' unions are too powerful. I think that teachers do care uh, about students. It's not that. The problem is that teachers' unions are all about jobs. I, I think they focus on protecting uh, low-performing teachers and in other ways uh, imposing uh, restrictions on the schools that get in the way of the kinds of things that really need to be done to make schools as productive as possible and as good for kids. Can you just give an example of something you think the teachers' union is, has done or is doing that hasn't been good for kids? They are in the business of protecting low-performing teachers, period. Uh, they go to bat for them. They, the last thing they want is for somebody to be fired. They also impose seniority provisions. They've, there are less of those now, but, the, but they've been very plentiful in union contracts across the country and over time. Uh, and those, too, are really just about providing a work environment that's comfortable for teachers uh, and that has nothing to do with providing the most productive environment for kids. So how will this decision change this? What will be the impact of Janus leading to changes in the policy areas that you're talking about? What's going to happen is that the unions will have fewer members. They will have less money. And members and money are the foundations of union power in politics. And so I think the unions will be less powerful uh, at all levels, local, state, and federal. What do you think the strategy of the CTA and particularly teachers unions will be moving ahead as a result of Janus there? Well, it's very interesting. You know, up to this point, they've been able to take advantage of the, the fact that they can force people who don't want to belong to the union uh, to contribute anyway. And, and so they've had a lot of money that they wouldn't otherwise have, uh, and they've been able to count on it. But now, the, essentially, the unions are going to be voluntary organizations. And the unions are going to have to deal with that. And I, I think that we could be seeing in the future a very different approach by unions to their members and to non-members. They're going to have to cater to them in a way that they haven't in the past to be much more sensitive to what they want. One of the things is that, you know, their members are Democrats, but also Republicans. And the Republican members really don't like a lot of the things that the unions do at the state level and at the national level. In the past, I think the unions could just ignore that. They're not going to be able to ignore that anymore. Another thing that's, that's fundamental, I think, is that even Republican teachers like collective bargaining. They like what the union does for them at the local level. And so I think probably in the future, unions will be much more locally focused 
and much more focused on collective bargaining and on providing members with the kinds of benefits that they want. And they'll be less focused on state politics and on national politics. That's my guess, anyway. But could, in fact, then, if this actually happens, that Janice could energize unions and could actually force them to be more engaged with their members at a local level and could actually have the opposite effect that supporters of Janice and others are hoping for. It's possible that that could happen at the local level. Of course, the unions could always have done that in the past, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens going forward. But I don't think that this kind of activism is likely to translate into greater union power in state politics or legislation or in national politics and legislation or in state and national elections. Uh, personally, I think uh, our nation is in a crisis. I, I, I think money plays a huge role in national and state politics and that organizations like the unions are a counterweight to that, and especially with the Trump administration, which I like totally oppose uh, as a human being. So there's a downside to the Janus decision for me in the sense that by undermining union power, it makes it difficult for the opponents of Trump and of big money to amass countervailing power. This is not all pluses for me and, and, and no minuses. Uh, I think there are going to be a, a complex set of consequences here. That was Terry Moe, a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. One of the things that is difficult to anticipate at the moment is just how much impact this Janus ruling will have, both on the CTA, on politics in California, given the incredible influence that CTA has had over many years and the amount of money they've had to spend. We just don't know how many of the current members will stop paying their dues. There have been estimates 4%, 8%, but it's unclear. Depends so much on what the teachers' unions do, how much the opposition or the Freedom Foundation, how much organizing and how effective that is in the state. But one thing we know is that the impact is being felt right away. As of this week, the people who are just paying the portion of the fees are no longer paying them. The districts have stopped, have stopped cutting checks with those funds removed from them. So the impact will be felt immediately on, yeah. on the unions in the state. Yes, that's about $650 per year per teacher. Not devastating yet to the teachers' unions, but could add up over time. Right. They've anticipated the loss of this for quite some time. The impact may not be felt right away. It may be felt gradually, but one way or another, it's going to be an interesting story to cover. And that just about wraps it up for this week in California Education. Brought to you by EdSource Radio, I'm Lewis Friedberg. And I'm John Fensterwald. Thanks to our sponsor, the S.D. Bechtel Jr. Foundation. You can find us on iTunes and at edsource.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>